<laughs> Is this recording? Hello, I'm Pete Can, laughter leader, positive thinker, and entrepreneur. And you're listening to Laughter and Positivity with Pete, where each week I'll bring you tips and tricks to lead a happier, more positive life. Ready? Let's go. Hey guys, welcome to another podcast episode and today I am very happy to have the wonderful Lee Horton who is a business improvement coach and a podcast host. How are you Lee? Uh, Really good, thanks Pete. You? I'm fantastic, thank you. Good, 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 good. Glad to hear it. Perfect. So, So Lee... Welcome, welcome, um, welcome to you and your dog. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a timely bark, yeah. <laughs> um, so I'd, I'd, just, I'd love to know your story. Wow, okay. Um, so, yeah, as you said, I'm a business improvement coach. Uh, I've been doing that for about 15 years, which basically means I'm the guy that will um, pop into a business and tell you how you can do your job better. Um, that, oh, that's a perception of what it is that, that, that I do. And I've done it as an internal coach and an external coach. And then two years ago, I set up my own business. But if I can just take you back a little bit further, um, and that, are, are, we, are we all right for time? Um, because I've got a bit of a story to tell. Um, I guess, have you, in fact, let me ask you a question, Pete. Um, have you got a friend that, um, that you might not have seen them for a week or a month or a, a couple of months that when you've, met them back up again it's felt like you haven't been apart yeah definitely. yeah yeah because yeah so i have um a guy a guy called chris and um we were one year old when we first met i don't think we re- we don't remember uh, meeting but we grew up on the same street um and mum's best mate and, and stuff and we've got but we had different interests different taste in music but we'd always found like comfort in in spending time together um, and that was probably that was probably my first experience, really, of, of understanding that that was a that was a thing. Um, and if I fast forward a little bit, so now so we're about twenty six. And when I was twenty six, Chris had moved out from the street where where we lived, um, in with his young family, and he put together a night on a, every every Wednesday, which we still do every Wednesday, a group, an eclectic group of friends, uh, somebody for everyone. Um, get together and we do a pub quiz and stuff and we have a, have a chat and a laugh and when I started in business improvement that's when it, that was when Chris introduced me to uh, so that I wouldn't be liked by very many people so he, he said to me he said you're one of them people that go into businesses and, and tell them uh, how they can do their job better their job better um, I said yeah he said well if you come into if you come into where I work and tell me how I can do my job better I'd tell you to F off is what he said uh, I was like, oh, right, okay. So he's not a fan um, of, of that. Anyway, um, I progressed through um, through the, the ranks and stuff and learned my trade. And then it was probably about, probably about 18 months ago, 19 months ago, I got I got a call. I was working with a with a client in, in London. So I live in the northwest of um, the northwest of the uh, of England. And I got a client uh, on in London. And I got I received a call to say that Chris, he'd taken a, a turn for the worst. So I got in a taxi, I got on a train, I got in a taxi at the other side at Preston train station and dashed through um, to, to the hospice where, where he was. And I burst through the door and, and he was lying there and he was paler and frailer than he was just, just three days three days earlier. So Chris, he'd, um, this was his third bite of cancer. And 
I spent the night with him um, that night. And um, I went to the bathroom at 10 to 8. So the, the nurses were amazing. They said, uh, they said uh, Lee, your breakfast will be with you at 8 o'clock in the morning. So at 10 to, I set me alarm. Um, 10 to 8 in the morning, I went, went to the bathroom and uh, had a wash. And then on leaving the bathroom, Chris's chest expanded and stopped moving. And that was it. So my best friend, best man at my wedding, godfather to my daughter, person I'd known the longest, the person who that made me feel that, that level of comfort when we got back together. He'd gone and he's the, he is the most selfless person that I'd ever, I'd ever met and I have ever met. And a couple of weeks later, I was sat down. I remember sitting down and just reflecting and, and kind of going, I'm, I'm 30, he was 39 and I was 39 two weeks later and 39 years old um, going, I've not got my own business. I'm not doing what I want to do very well. I'm a serial starter. So I start everything, but never complete anything. Um, would my kids be really proud of me if I, if, if I went now like, like he'd done? Um, and I thought back to Chris's three lessons. So when Chris was told he was terminal, um, he was going to, he was extracting his pension and coming into some money for, for his two boys. He got two boys. And he said to me, he said, you've always wanted your own consultancy, Lee. He said, he said, I'll give you a few grand and I'll, I'll help you on your way and you can set up. And I was like, no, 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 Chris, I don't, I don't want that. Um, I, I just want, I want you really. I, but what I'd, what I'd love is I'd love three lessons that you deem the most important lessons through your eyes now, because I've noticed his perspective on life had changed. And I first noticed that when, so I support Liverpool, he supports Liverpool. He came around to me, I was with his boys and we were watching the Gareth Bale uh, Champions League final. But on that night, um, a, a driver had cut him up on the way, on the way to, um, to, to my house, and he got here, and he went, you never guess what happened. I went, what? He went, a driver's just cut me up. I said, oh, yeah, did you, did you follow it? Click reason, park up on the, on the drive next to him when they get home, like you normally do. He went, no, 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 it didn't bother me. It didn't bother me. I thought, what do you mean it didn't bother you? I went, no, I just carried on my day, carried on chatting to the boys who were in the back of the car. He went, it doesn't matter, does it? I was like, well, no, it you're right, it doesn't matter. Um, so I thought back to his perspective on life had changed. So I wanted three lessons from him that he thought were most important in, in this reflective state. So over the, over the coming weeks, we, we chatted about all sorts of things, and he came up with three things. And the three things were um, always be yourself, make good friends, and, and time is limited. And I was driving home from a session about four months after that, after supporting the guy, uh, this this uh, supporting this fella, um, delivering this um, this positive session where he helps people go from um, impossible to inevitable. It's all about self talk and that talking. You know, and I was driving through the hills of Wales, sheep on one side, horses on the other, and it, and it hit me and that that I didn't really understand his messages and what they meant to me until that moment. Um, so then I, I reflected a little bit more and went back through my journey and. And, and really, that I was thinking back to day one when I was um, a consultant, business improvement consultant 15 years ago, walking into a business and, and walking in and then seeing all of these people in, in suits and ties and really educated and, and stuff like that. And I was thinking I'd never fit in here. I, I DJed in, in an evening. Um, I'm in jeans and I'm in a jumper. I've, I've never fit in here. And 
what I could say um, now sitting here with you is is that actually I have managed to achieve what I've, but I've done it by always being myself. So irrelevant of, of that, me not thinking that I could fit in, I could fit in. And then a, a few years after that, I was told by a consultant that I wheeled into a room with a consultant and I said, and he said to me, he said, Lee, you show great promise. Um, but with those jeans on, with that jumper on, with those shoes, you'll never be a consultant. But I have by always being myself. And then I think to business change and Chrissy's second lesson and making good friends. Um, I remember um, being sheep dipped in some training about visual management. So visual management around like uh, tracking numbers on whiteboards and, and stuff. And, and I left that meeting thinking this is going to change everybody's world. This is the best training that's ever I walked up to the team that I was working with and said, what you need is one of these. They give me blank faces, um, just expressionless faces, real confusion. And I thought, actually, they, I don't really, I don't, I, why would they believe me? Why would they believe me? Because I've been at that training. I know what the benefits are, but I've just told them what the solution is. And then I think back to what Chris said in the pub that night of, um, if you're coming here and you tell me what I'm going to do to do my job better, you can, you can go away. And that was from my best friend, the person I'd grown up with. If he wouldn't trust me, why would somebody else trust me? So the secret really for, for change is is always being yourself and and then making good friends, really, building relationships. It's like LinkedIn. If you can if you connect with somebody today and you get a sales message from somebody tomorrow, that's that's not the way to do sales either. So always being yourself, make good friends, and then the third one, when Chris's chest went up, that was the catalyst for me. So since Chris has passed. Um, I've set up my own business. I've now got um, a business improvement consultancy called uh, called Get Knowledge, where we help um, teams and businesses and people and individuals, uh, people are individuals, um, help them get better at what they do. And I've also started my podcast, as you mentioned in the intro, 18 months I've been doing that now. That, But that's all from, from when Chris's chest went up. Because my biggest regret in life, and apologies for this being the longest introduction um, for an uh, answer to a question, my biggest regret in life is seeing Chris's chest go up, stop moving, and that being the catalyst for, for me to do what I could have done before, because time is limited, which was what Chris's third lesson is. So that's, in a nutshell, um, why I do what I do and uh, how I've got to be here. So, perfect perfect yeah. well thanks a lot for coming on and um <laughs> we'll see you soon. <laughs> so um <clears throat> i mean that's yeah that's deep mate that's deep and it's like you shouldn't you shouldn't feel that like you shouldn't regret the fact that it took that to make you realize what you needed to do because sometimes you need these things you need these these i suppose instigators don't you to do things and um i mean something you did say that i sort of want to dive in a little bit more yeah. about is um you said that you're a starter and you're not a finisher and how are you now with that yeah so i know more of a finisher than a starter not everybody that that if you if you know um if you speak to all of my friends they would not necessarily say that I'm, <laughs> i've changed drastically because i've still got a shed load of ideas in my head and there's certain people that i will tell all of those ideas to so it may appear that i'm a serial starter um but i have i've got a podcast i've got my own business i'm winning clients I'm um, um, doing far more than I've ever done. I'm about to launch an online course. Um, I've rebranded myself. So in 18 months, I've done more than ever. So I, I guess now I'm now a completer 
and I've got ideas and, I, and I'm a completer, but I've got complete clarity now in in where I'm going, in where I want to get to, what my goals are for, for getting there. And so it's nice of you to say about that. It, like I, I, I do feel at times I'm being a bit hard on myself about, but that is my biggest regret because I, it was all within me before that happened. Everything was in within me beforehand, but but that was the thing that that made me made me do it, and that's what disappoints me the most. Yeah, but you shouldn't hold on to that either. That's what like, what I'm trying to get at. There is that yeah. you know it's something that I've done said in the past. I've heard it before. It's just like you know the people that I mean, it, it, not so much this, but if you're looking in the rear mirror rather than looking through the windscreen, you you know you're constantly looking back, and it, like there's there's an anchor there. There's something there that you know the that actually is probably holding you back a little bit more from other things that you could do. You know, I've only, I've only just really sort of met, I have only just met you really. Yeah. And, and already I can see the potential, you know, you, you are really likable. You're really genuine. Um, and I think, yeah, I think that's something that, that, you know, you, you shouldn't, you shouldn't like regret, never regret something that for that, that that's something that you need to, um, yeah, just say Let go of it. Yeah, no, no, but thank you. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Let it go. <laughs> so, 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 I mean, what, what sort of habits do you have in the, in a, a, um, like daily habits? You have daily habits that you, you, that you do? Yeah. So I guess, um, before, before, because we're, we're in this lockdown state currently, aren't we? So, and what I've really found is that I've, I've struggled during this because my, my routine before, before this and, and what I will get back to is I, I used to know when my most productive time of a day is. So between eight and 10 and between two and four uh, were my most productive hours. And if I wanted to, to nail a particular activity or action, those were the times that I was going to do it. So I knew that. Uh, I knew before at the start of the day what I wanted to achieve, what two or three things I wanted to achieve, and then I had the, the time to do it. Um, so that's that was before this, um, this this situation we find ourselves in now, and now I guess I've I've, moved, I've slipped a little bit from that because I'm now having to be productive at unearthly hours because I'm homeschooling in the morning and, and all of these things. Um, so my habits were better, and I'm, I'm trying. I guess now 12, 13 weeks in whatever we are, I'm now finding that I've got a structure again. So I'm, I'm back. I'm waking up at six o'clock in the morning. I'm doing two hours of work before I then make make everybody breakfast and, and stuff. So I'm, my habits now are really, I've got clarity on where I'm going and really focused now to, to do it. And first two hours in the morning is when I think about, and on, on my whiteboard upstairs, I've got my goals, what I want to achieve. And I've got some post-its that are there that are the start of the week. I'll write them all out with the headers of where I want to achieve. So those I think are the, the main habits that are allowing me to, to deliver more than, I, than I've ever delivered before. But I've, but it's because I've got, I know you use the word anchor, I'm going to use the word anchor again, but I've got that anchor on where I want to try to get to, that that's what's giving me the clarity, I think now. Um, so I was asked um, two days ago, actually, twice in the space of two hours, um, what my goals were on two separate calls. And um, and, and I've got this thing that, that and it's, it's all, and these were all born from, from the Chris's passing, really. So I want to create assets, I want my um, great, great, great grandchildren to learn from me, which means I've got to then create assets to, to enable that. So that's one of my goals. And my second goal is I want Chris's three life lessons to outlive me. So those two things are what drives me. So that's the thing. I wake up in the morning and think, okay, 
how can I how can I move towards enabling my great 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 grandchildren to, to learn from me? Or what can I do today to pass on Chris's free lessons um, so that they can out, try to outlive me? So nice. Yeah, thanks. That's uh, no. So it's uh, no. That's really. It's. I think it's really. It's. It's amazing that you've got that much clarity because that. That's what. I mean, without clarity, we're, we're just traipsing through muddy, murky water all the time. And um, so, just I want to touch on Chris's. Um, like, obviously, you had a, 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 a other friends yep. at the time as well. So, what what do they think about sort of you doing the podcast? And and do they know about your vision and and why you want to do? these things so um i've invited so i've invited chris's brother and sister to any time i'm talking about it um so whether it was i was on facebook live just a few nights ago i invited them i was on a, a webinar um week ago i invited them to that as well because what i because i want to take them on the journey with me um because it was it was special to a lot of us and th- in fact if i just go back to make good friends the reason why he said make good friends is because when we were growing up, we knew each other since one year old. We went to different high schools and stuff. We had we had a, a few decision points where we could have gone in different directions. Um, he could have gone with different friends. I could have gone with different friends. Um, and when I was when we were chatting about this one in particular, he says you never make good friends because you never know when you're going to need them. Because when I wasn't working in London, I was visiting him, and every twelve o'clock every single day on his on his lunch break. Um, one of our other friends was was ringing him to check it check up on him and and that's that really helped him at that point in time um so i think they're all supportive of it um i hope they're all supportive of it and i'm trying to involve them as much as i can in it so when i do do something i share it with them so that they can see it as well um but i guess i've not i've never asked them i've never i've never yeah but maybe maybe i should i'm now thinking that that actually I should, because this is my vision and my goals, but I want them to be part of it as well. But, but, yeah. Would you interview them on a podcast? About the memories? Possibly, yeah, possibly. Yeah, possibly. It's a, it isn't, yes, poss- possibly. Yeah, because I've got... I've got the, the three things that I asked and what I got from him and, and, and stuff and different lessons from my perspective, but it might be worthwhile. It could really be worthwhile speaking to them and what do they mean to them? Cause I remember doing the eulogy and um, at, the, at the funeral and um, during that eulogy was the first time that I'd shared those three lessons with people. Um, and, and they resonated with people and people then shared them and the place that he worked shared them as well. I mean, I've got, I've got them tattooed. On, on my arm here, I've got a picture of a ginger kid walking up some steps at 10 to 8 in the morning here. Just to, So it's, I mean, I, I, I can't avoid them and I don't want to avoid them and they are, they're, they're, they're on me. But I don't know whether they're on everybody else as much as they could or should be. Yeah, that was just a thought. Yeah, a thought. no, thank you. That's okay. So so um, so you, you've obviously got this, you, you've got clarity where you want to go. You mentioned that you write, your goals you've got your goals listed up on the board and um how how would you say all this has enhanced your life well gone from serial starter to actually being able to achieve things so i'm far happier with my progress but i want more as well so i'm more driven as well um i've always been the person that's that's had a, a load of ideas um and if 
if I've not wrote, written them down, they've never got done. And that's how, so just the whole process of emptying my head, formulating them, sticking them up, reading them every day is allowing me to, um, to deliver on so many, so many more things than I, than I would have done before. Um, and I'm sure that there's things that I say that I'm going to do that I don't do. Um, but I'm doing a lot more than I've ever done in the past. But but I don't I don't want the ideas to stop either. Do you know what I mean? So I think it's just it's it's compounding itself. I'm I'm, just, I'm busier and busier and busier. I'm doing more and more and more. But it might to some people might feel like I'm doing less and less and less because I'm just talking about more stuff. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah. It's going but good. you're doing you're doing the thing again. It's that I think that's that whole like guidance star, isn't it? That's the point. It's like yes. you've got to have the vision. You you've got to know what that looks like. And I I've, I've certainly been. I'm, I'm a bit of a squirrel like squirrel squirrel and i can go and a serial serial starter for sure um yeah an idea right but but, but i suppose my and it is a plus side it also is a downside it's just like you know if give me an idea if i think it's a good idea i've already created loads of stuff around it and i've gone and i i lose traction i suppose quite quickly because people maybe aren't as passionate about what you're doing or, or, or something similar. But I think that's also where it comes in handy to have people around you that can coach you to push things forward. Or you've got someone in your team that maybe are the finisher as well, because, um, you know, and I, I think that's lucky where myself and my wife have a business together is I'll get things going and, and she's really good at putting like just getting the process and making sure it just finishes basically. So, um, yeah. I don't even know where I was going with that, to be fair. I'm <laughs> just about the vision. Vision, that was yeah. it. But what you have just said, though, is I do have people that hold me to account to things now as well. So I think that's another that's another key for it for me, is that that I am, in the past, I've kept everything in my head. Everything's been in my head. I've had loads of ideas in my head. And, I've, and I've, so I've been a serial starter in my head. And I've done so, some things and told some people. But now I'm, just, I'm so open with everything that that I'm telling everybody, or not everybody, but I'm telling a lot more people about what I'm doing and what I've got on um, and how I'm progressing. So they're holding me to account to it as well, which which I think is actually, which I, and I, when you asked the question, that hadn't popped into my head and I hadn't put any um, credit to that, but I think that's another, having that network to be able to hold you to account to the things that you say you're going to do, it forces you to do it. So I have a I have a call with um with, with six other people every Friday, and knowing that that call's coming forces me to do some stuff as well because I know that I'm going to be held to account for doing or not doing whatever it is. Um, so I think that's another thing as well. Definitely, definitely. I think it's a, a mastermind vibe, uh, sort of a weekly weekly. I've got the same. I've got an accountability group, and it's um you don't want to turn up with that. You don't want to be the one that's just like. Yeah, I didn't really do any. I mean, we can all make excuses. And there are things that happen where we do make an excuse because something has happened and it's not. But you can't make the same excuse twice in a row because basically people will hang you up or, or they'll basically just you be known as that, that guy or that girl who who just, you know, full of, full of it basically and doesn't doesn't commit so um so so those people in your group then are they are they other the business owners or are they yeah yeah change people um so yes this that the one on a friday is a is is a mastermind um kind of a an, an improvement people mastermind one where we're all working our own things to get to our own places but holding each other to account and and just 
um, supporting each other, supporting each other as we go. So that's one of the formal things. And then I've also got some um, some people I'm really close with that that like my business partner that that know, and we just keep each other on track. And I mean regular check-ins with people, um, especially especially here at this time now, where everybody's stuck in the wall in in the walls, the four walls of their houses and stuff. That I think it's important to keep keep progressing. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, those are things that really help me. So, so have you got um, obviously a like you say you, you a, a memory, I suppose, of where you're positive because you, you you are positive. I can see that basically. I can see the way that you you speak and the way you come across is like a time when you've helped somebody else sort of see the 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 light. I suppose whether it's someone that you've coached or whether it's a friend, even. Yeah. So I think so. The, the, I mean, the Chris story is the biggest impact that's had on my life in terms of my positivity as well and, and drive. Um, and I think another thing as well, so the, one of the biggest revelations that I've, I've realised in my head is that that voice in your head um, cripples you or helps you get to it. But also you, every event in this world should be deemed as a neutral event. It's neither positive nor negative. And you decide in your own head and mind whether it is positive or negative. And that's what happened with Chris when he was going down the road. Every other time before, it had been a negative thing, and which has triggered him. But that other time, it was a positive thing, and it didn't really matter. So when I realized that thing, that's probably one of the things that's helped me the most, is treat everything, treat everything that's happens to me as neutral. And it's in my gift to make everything positive. Um, I have... I, I believe I've helped a, a whole host of, of people um, with their positivity and, and outlook, part, partially through in the last 18 months with, with Chris's lessons. I was on a call with somebody the other day, and they said that um, they said that they've they always thought that they were themselves um, until they would they spoke to me and we'd have conversations about what it me- meant to them to always be yourself and always be yourself is about. It, people talk about authenticity um, and stuff, but I think always being yourself really is, is mastery of your mind and and just staying in control of, of that because I mean, and there's all sorts of different books, aren't there, that, that talk about whether it's a chimp or whether it, whatever it is, your computer and all of these different different things for the brain. But if you can, if you just got control and you're present, then that's always being yourself. Um, so, yeah, so I've got, different stories and aspects of where, where I've supported people to stay positive with, with Chris's lessons. Um, in the day job, the, uh, the I've managed to coach, um, I'd probably say probably 100 leaders and getting them to a place where they can, over their limiting beliefs and to actually work, getting to them to go, they, it's within their gift and they can change their life or their, their working environment for the better that that happens quite that happens quite frequently and that's that's why i get the buzz from it did you do you play sport did you play sport when you were younger i played table tennis yeah very good very good so yeah growing up i played football and i love scoring a goal i love making a last ditch tackle um i love that and then we we're both ex-djs as well and there's no better feeling that I got than getting a full dance floor and people jumping up and down and singing. And that feeling is what I get when somebody goes, but yeah, I can't do this myself. Um, that's just made my day at work better or that's helped me work a, that process better. Or this, that frustration is no longer a frustration. 
Um, I'm not sure I've answered it with a specific answer, but I think that's that's what that's what that's why I do what I do because because of those moments of getting those people to see that they can make things better. Yeah, nice, nice. Yeah. You did answer it in a roundabout way for sure, for sure. Yeah. I'm, I'm I'm loving the disco effect you've got on you with the sunlight yes, at the I moment. <laughs> I wasn't expecting the sun to be uh, to be setting as. Uh... It's all good, mate. It's a bit matrixy as well, to be fair. It is. <laughs> so. Um, uh what would you i mean do, do you read books do you do, you do like do you yes. what, what are you reading at the moment or listening so to i've got um i listen to audible so i've got um a, like a, a two book audible account so every, every month i get two books and um there's a david marquette one that i'm li- re- listening to at the minute called um leadership language leadership is language and it's just about how how the the power of what the words and the impact that, that has on on somebody um so that's what I'm listening to from a from a business context, and the book that I'm reading at the minute is is this one, which which sounds quite quite terrible, the Five Regrets of the Dying, um, and the reason why I'm re- I'm listening reading this one now is because I saw it I saw a post on LinkedIn um, about the other, the other week where somebody shared what the five regrets were, and they are so similar to to what Chris's were. I was intrigued, and if I think that. That if if somebody's written a book and they've um and they've spoke to a number of people that die and Chris has had these three things that have in it is that he thinks are important, there's got to be something in it, and I don't know why people don't do anything about it. So this book I think is the one that I'm trying to I'm trying to understand other other aspects of it and, and why. Um, so yeah, so that's, that's the answer to the question, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, I've heard of that book as well. To be fair, I've not read it myself, but I've heard it's, it's basically where they interview people that are on their their deathbed, basically, don't they? And yes. ask them their five five biggest regrets, and yeah. they're they're all pretty similar, aren't they? I think in, they in their own, own sort of roundabout way. So, okay, so yeah. who 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 would you say inspires you? Who inspires me? So I was I used to say my dad, and I think my, 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 oh, and I know my dad still does inspire me um, because. For, for a whole host of reasons, um, some positive and some negative in terms of he, he might not have always, he never DJed abroad. I've DJed abroad. Um, and that was his biggest regret for not doing it. So I've, I've done that. And he's, he's inspired, he inspired me to, to become a DJ and, and, and then DJing um, has allowed me to be a confident, increase my confidence no end. Uh, I remember DJing at my very first gig, a girl, girl's 18th birthday party, Sacred Art Club in Chorley. Um, and I did my introduction, hid behind the speaker. So I played, I played, I started the music and I, I hid behind the speaker, do me good evening, welcome to, and, and then and then midway through the second song crept out and, and then started started doing the thing because I wasn't I wasn't very confident. So my dad has inspired me. My dad said to me, that so I used to work in the public sector as a change person. He said, you never had a job. Um, until you've worked outside of the public sector, um, so that inspired me and motivated me to to try my hand outside of the public sector. So, so yeah, so I think I think my dad definitely does, and and my two my two little ones do as well. They they um, that I'm learning so much from them. And what what I think is well exciting about about kids is when it, when children are learning to walk. You're happy. You're happy for them to to like try a few steps, fall on the face, try a few steps, fall on the plate, and then, but then at a point in time, we forget 
that actually trying and failing, trying and failing is, is our learning process. And, and we forget that, don't we, as we as we grow older or we become um, less likely to do it and we give up a little bit sooner, but, but kids are just persistent. So I think there's loads of lessons in kids. Kids, um, my little girl loves to dress up and um, I think in the future my boy might love to dress up as well. But, um, but I think creativity, they're so creative and at a point in time we 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 lose our creativity as well. Um, I asked my I asked my four year old the little the, the little the, the girl what she wanted to be when she grew up grows up and she went I just always want to be a kid. And I love that. So they inspire me because I I always want to be a kid as well. Perfect, perfect. Well, I mean that's probably quite a nice um um segment now to being the kid because I I do like to do a little bit of laughter with my my guests <laughs> <laughs> and 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 part of um, laughter yoga practice is being childlike so being acting like a child so we're going to do a couple of exercises now i'm not going to warm you up because i i've already done that we did some laughter off air already yeah. so so we're just going to do um two laughing exercises right so the first one and um i know you're up for this so it's all good so basically everyone's got one of these it's called a giggle phone okay so you oh, yeah. get get your giggle phone oh yeah hang on a minute yeah yeah and it's the funniest thing that you have heard all day. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> your, your laugh is so infectious. Your laugh is so infectious. Uh, um, so, and then the other thing is, like, when when you've been on your your laughter, your giggle phone, basically, you get a giggle bill. Oh, no. um, or it can be, or it can be a visa bill. It can be any bill at the end of the month. And and again, it's a it's a way you frame things because sometimes when you look at the bill, you're just like you can go to a different place. But the way I like to do it is, I just look at the bill and just go. <laughs> 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 oh perfect yeah nice nice i know you do i can see yeah i do yeah. i don't know it's, it's amazing it's amazing how many different laughter exercises have you got um personally i've got probably 60 ish um but i mean you can make them out of anything you know i mean there's 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 like you just generally do like washing up like <laughs> so it's um yeah it's, i suppose it's just framing it's framing what you're doing at the time and you can just make it into a laughter or a little chuckle when you're doing something and so um perfect okay yeah, so what um what was i gonna the other thing i was gonna say is if people um want to reach out to you and get to know a little bit more about your story yeah um where where where's the best place so um i'm all over linkedin so it's lee horton hit that's h-o-u-g-h-t-o-n um so i'm on there and also the podcast is business problem solved so just in any podcast provider that's where it is there's i think there's a there's we're coming up to 100 episodes now it's been going for 18 months so there's uh there's a little bit to to get your teeth into there to find out a little bit more about chrissy's story my story and some of the lessons that i've had over over the journey perfect 
Perfect. And then what, what tips would you say to anyone that's thinking about doing a podcast, obviously, like I'm quite new to the podcast world? Um, so I think understand the reason why you want one. So because there's, so I do, I do interviews and I also sit in my pants and I'm just talking to a microphone myself because I'm con- I wanted to make sure that people know who I am um, as well. And so I I alternate it for that reason, because I I want to share my lessons. So I think understand what you want from it. Is it to raise your brand? Is it just to have a chat with people and you to learn as well and and share value? Um, I would say when you go live with it, um, have at least six episodes or six episodes to go live with. Um, So that because if when when people listen to that first episode, they might want to binge a few so at least they, they can do that then. Um, and I think the third thing is consistency. Um, if it's out on a Monday at six o'clock in the morning, make sure it's always out on Monday at six o'clock in the morning. Um, so yeah, I'd say those three things for starters. Um, and don't be frightened to plug it. Yeah. What plug plug it in to make sure you record it? Or <laughs> yeah, yeah, but yeah, 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 definitely, <laughs> definitely. Yeah, that should have been lesson number one. Yes, but yeah, don't don't be frightened to uh, just just tell tell anybody and everybody that that you've got one. Anybody okay. and everybody. Perfect. Perfect. So final thing then is uh, what would you say are the three things that bring you joy? Oh, the three things that bring me joy. Um, I would say that, I mean, I've got two kids, Bob. I'll, I'll lump them together. Um, so because I'm not allowed to have favorites, apparently. So, yeah, they're, they're together. So my, my kids, uh, one of the things I'd say um, – and a crowd is is something else. I love I love people, um, and and this is what like the first eight weeks of this I've re- I really struggled with, um, but then now I'm getting to getting out a little bit more, well, talking to people more. Um, so yeah, so I love people, love my children. Those those give me joy, and then the fact that the football season is back and Liverpool will win the league, uh, I think it has to be the uh, has to be the third thing that brings me joy this year because I've not been able to say that for a while. <laughs> um, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw a final one in actually, just oh, yeah. because um, yeah yeah yeah. So what's the one thing you're gonna take away from this interview that you're gonna implement? Oh yeah, great question. So um, I'm gonna talk to um, more people like Chris's friends and stuff about what I'm doing and why I'm doing it and whether they're, they're bought into it. That's definitely something. And from on a on a real personal level as well, just the power of laughter. I never realised. So we've only we've only we spoke a few times over the last few weeks, and I think just the power of laughter. How you don't have to be funny to laugh. You don't have to, and laughter is an individual thing. But I think it's just the the fact that how good you feel for laughing. That's that. It's it's amazing. It's amazing. And I, I love to laugh. I love to have fun. But I think I'm gonna love to laugh and have fun. A little bit more. Nice, nice. I should plug now that in literally an hour's time, I've got a session, mate. If you're around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, no, perfect. I'd love that. Perfect, lovely, Lee. Thanks a lot for um, for spending some time with me. No, thanks very much, Peter. Absolute pleasure. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to Laughter and Positivity with Pete. To access today's show notes and exclusive content, please head over to peakcan.com forward slash podcast 
be sure to tune in next week for your next dose of laughter and positivity. Until then, remember, if Pete can, you can. <laughs>